You are listening to episode 163 of the Game Deflators podcast. I'm Ryan, and I'm joined by John. Hey, everybody. Here on the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and I'm trying to figure out why it's me doing the intro this week and not Ryan. Uh, yeah, me too, John. Me too. But yeah. good job. That, that went well. I, I told you the finger, the finger's what sells Oh, yeah. It. The finger for sure, dude. <laughs> like the conducting on the back end is like really what did it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this week we actually don't have an inflation deflation. So that's how we're going to kick it off, right? We're um, wrapping up the year. Definitely wrapping up the year. And uh, to talk about that, uh, how dude. the year went, we're going to go over our top five and bottom five and best like, games we played and have some fun. Yeah, I know that it's so cliche, but like, what happened, man? It's the end of the year already. Like, I can't even believe it. Like, I felt like we were just going back through all the episodes from this year. Like, some of it just doesn't seem that long ago. Dude, I was looking at the first game we played of the year and it was RoboCop 3. I'm like, we I know played, <laughs> it's like, we played RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. I was like, yeah. I don't remember playing that one. There was some stuff that that I think we definitely both forgot about uh, when we were going back <laughs> through the episodes. Let us know uh, on the social media what you think about this year's episodes. What was your favorite game that we played? Did did we play a game and get you to buy and or sell and or play a game? Uh, hit or... us up on the Facebook or the Instagram or the Twitter at game deflators uh on twitter because they don't like the but the game deflators on instagram and facebook and find us on every place where you can find podcasts especially the one you're listening to right now if you're already in there leave us a comment leave us five stars have some fun with it and of course find us on the game the website that we do not update regularly <laughs> new year's resolution update the website before this time next year you were supposed to do that this year actually yeah yeah <laughs> you were supposed to go in and i was supposed all. to do a lot of things this year john yeah okay so let's uh start with our pickups and our currently playing i see well note I that can, we have yeah. no pickups <laughs> no pickups this week uh i you know what though actually i do what was your pickup. best pickup of the year john oh dude i have no idea um like you had to have gotten some cool special edition one that you is like now your new favorite one or oh, or Lord. something. Um, dude, I don't. You know what? Ori was probably my favorite pickup this year. I would say Ori was one of them. And and you know what? What was another one? Um, Last of Us was twenty twenty, right? God, I I know I beat a game this year that was like. A really good pickup as well. Uh, to the moon. I think I got that this year and that was pretty good. So I didn't have like a crazy pickup because this year I didn't actually do like any crazy like, you know, offer up or Craigslist pickups. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have that going for me. Oh, you know what? I bought a, I got a bunch of magic cards for my brother. So that oh. probably counts. Yeah, that's a pickup that, that counts. Um Okay, so the game that I actually picked up this week, I have it on order, so I haven't actually gotten it yet. And it, honestly, I think I did it last week. Uh, a Way Out on PS4. So it's by uh, the guy that did It Takes Two. 
Yeah. So it's the other game. So yeah, it looks like I bought that December 13th. So that counts as a pickup. Yeah. So that's what I got. Um, as far as currently playing is concerned, uh, still playing some Ghost of a Tale and uh, definitely liking that game. Uh, I definitely recommend it as of right now. <laughs> it's about 10 or 12 hour game. I'm about halfway through. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun so far. So definitely check that one out. I don't think it's a US release. I think it's just a PAL region release. Uh, so that is a downside. I got the little ugly Peggy 12 thing or whatever hanging on the bottom left. So that's the one downside. Um, but other than that, I was sorting a bunch of magic. So I went through and uh, basically, I think I talked about this last week, but essentially I started taking all of my cards that were in excess of four and putting them aside. So I got about 2000 cards right now that are excess. Uh, so I will probably throw those your way if you want to look through them and see if there's anything you want in particular. And if not, I will sell them for like four dollars a thousand. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, I'm need to go through and finish organizing all my magic stuff, and then we'll combine our bulk and see if we can't squeeze out a little extra. Yeah, should be pretty good. And there might be some stuff that you know you've got in your stuff that I don't have uh, from the yeah. new sets. So, uh, and then as another thing, currently playing is we started another campaign in D and D over at oh. Joel's house. So we started doing the um, Beyond the Witchlight uh, campaign, which is like you start out as children and then you go like 10 years in the future or something. And then you figure out your adult life. But like the premise of it to start is you're in this like carnival that comes around like once every few years. And as kids, you go to the carnival um, because you're like, uh, what's it called? Um, owl bear. You have an owl bear pup ends up going into the carnival and you're looking to find it and like people are not allowed in the carnival if they don't have a ticket so you kind of go in there illegally and so the whole idea is that you're trying to um try and figure out like how to get into the carnival and, like sneak around and, and figure out like the different games and such you can play and like avoid any sort of confrontation as children and so joel's the one that's leading this one and dude it was hilarious within the first like five minutes of this campaign his all of his notes out the window completely out the window he had like several weeks of planning for his campaign and it was just crazy because i got like this little uh was a Haragon is the name of the uh the creature with like the the bunny people basically so there's two of us that are Haragons. one is a pixie and then one person i forget what they are um like an elf or oh no a gnome and so i have my Haragon is like this little like eight-year-old kid that runs around really just rides around like a, a wooden tricycle that has spider legs that I dangle like with these strings. And so he's just like wheeling around this whole time. And it's just the funniest thing, man, because we're all acting like little kids. So it's, you know, oh, well, that person's not very nice. And, you know, hey, that wasn't very fair. You're lying. Just all of this like little kid stuff the whole time. And so at some point, like some adults catch us. And my character yells out, he touched me where I'm not supposed to be touched. And Joel has to figure out some way for his like adult character to try and come off as like he wasn't trying to like grab these kids and kidnap them. Uh, so it was just funny, dude. And uh, the way the way that Joel was trying to end it is all of the kids were kicked out of the carnival towards the end of our session. And he said, oh, well, they they get all of their like carts and put on these like magic flying horses and the carts begin to fly away to go to the next city. 
we all rolled like nat 20s to sneak by and attach ourselves to the carts with our strength checks to hold on and fly away with them. So like out of the four of us that are in this campaign, three of us ended up stuck in the carnival, like flying away on these things. And of course, like he's not going to who didn't make it. Angela's character. Angela's whole new character. <laughs> no, no, she she made it. Her character stayed behind. And the best part about it is Angela's character was supposed to be watching the three other little kids, and the three little kids are the ones that disappeared. So she's like, Well, I can't show my face around town anymore. So her character literally runs away, like from home at like 12 years old. Okay. Dude, it, it was absolute shenanigans. And Joel's reaction when the entire night was done. He was just like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, I, I don't even know what to do. So he's like trying to figure out how the hell he recoups all of his notes that he had and how it's supposed to balance out moving forward for the remainder of the campaign, how we all come back together. It, it's so funny. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't played Beyond the Witchlight and it's a book that you're looking into getting or maybe running, uh, I'm having fun so far after just one session. So I can't wait to see what kind of shenanigans happen, you know, after this. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you play anything this week? Uh, so hold on. I was trying to think about my favorite pickup of the year. That and whole time. There's... You didn't have a pickup that whole time. <laughs> what? You didn't think about your pickup that whole time. That I was, was waiting for you to finish. Oh, I didn't know if you had it picked out or not. I did. I was oh. trying to be dramatic, John. Oh, uh, I see. so no uh, I think it's obvious uh, dude, I got a Series S, and I have Game Pass now, and it's is awesome, that, and my life is cool. Is that over Resident Evil Village? Hell yeah, dude. Okay. All right. I can see that. I mean, Resident Evil Village is... Uh, well, I'll talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, pick up of the year, Xbox Series S. I can't recommend it enough if you're a person out there. Dude, just settle. Just get it. And then you can get the next gen PS5 or the next gen Switcher or whatever in a couple years. Um, and no, so yeah, it's been like a week already, I guess. Uh, I have not played any Mario at all. So there. Well, when the folks hear this episode, you may have actually already beat it. Well, so that's the thing. You guys will have to stay tuned in till next week to find out. Because after this episode airs, technically, I'll still have like four days left. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is what do we say? Episode 163 is this one? Correct. And so technically tomorrow we're recording episode 162, which you will find on. The that'll 20th. be a different one. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a, a whole different thing. Whole different episode or standard episode, which you would have already heard last week if if you caught it and now you're watching or listening this week see this is it's all like this time paradox we're in right right now ryan we're trying to confuse our listeners yeah you're, you're listening to 163 if you're if you're on here now go listen to 162 um we didn't we didn't all of a sudden change episodes mid-episode we mid promised yeah yeah okay so let's all get right. into so, our inflation top deflations. five inflation deflations of 2021 i'll start it out because for once i actually had all the notes I know you were the notiest and I was going to lean. So I think what we'll do, let's just go like, um, 
you first, and then I'll just piggyback off of you uh, because we're going to talk about a lot of the same stuff in a lot of these categories today. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like some of yours on even your top five, I was considering. Okay, so on the ones that were the same, we can kind of, like you said, piggyback. Yeah. So uh, my number one game for this year, and actually, these aren't in any particular order, but this one is my number one. Yeah. Uh, It Takes Two, which we played on episode 161 of this year. So just a couple weeks ago when you're listening now. And uh, (laughs) yeah, so it's easily... My inflation deflation game of the year. I had to and the my- regular game of the year and the regular game of the year. Yeah, coincidentally, right? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? So uh, I had this game on my radar when the trailers first came out. And dude, it did not disappoint. The mechanics on this game were fantastic. The multiplayer was fluid. The humor was top notch. It was like everything I was expecting this game to be and more. Like, I cannot wait to start playing this. Yeah, uh, this was uh, my number one for the year, too. I think it was uh, I mean, it was my second time going through and I got to play the other character, but then we wound up going further and I, it's just such an impressively fun time. And I went back and watched some of the like, I think I watched like the completionist and maybe a couple other reviews again on it after we yeah. played. And there's a lot in that game that I'm excited to be able to see. So I definitely think that this is going to be one that I'm going to knock off my list in the new year. Yeah, it's definitely a game that I'm going to play in 2022, uh, 100%. Which, by the way, when we go into like the games we played this year, I played so few games. Dude, I I know. Like, I looked at that list. I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm kind of wanting over the next few days. Well, so no, that's not how many games you played. That's how many games you beat. I beat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I did play some other stuff. Yeah, I played a way more games than than I wrote on that list. Yeah. Okay. so uh, the next game I have on the list here. And again, this isn't in any particular order. It's just my top five. It takes to happen to be my number one. Uh, Rygar, uh, which was on episode 156. So this game was a very unexpected entrant into my top five. So I definitely enjoyed the gameplay on this one. Uh, and the fact that there's pretty much unlimited lives makes it that much better when playing this title. And then, uh, of course, you know, you and I didn't get really far in the game, but I felt that this game is worth picking back the controller or picking up the controller again and finishing it up. Like, I, I enjoyed it. We got the book that we raffled off on Twitter. Uh, we got the game and played that in, like, the HD mode for the uh, Retron 5. Beautiful book. Oh, yeah, the book is great. You know, what's funny is a guy that um, won it has yet to message us. If you're so, that guy. Like, it's still sitting there. And, I, and like, I tagged him and he liked the post and he never messaged us. So I was like, can you call him out? Do you do you have a name? I'm going to message him separately at some point. I just haven't had the chance. Well, so faithful listener. Yeah, I was like, dude, send us a DM because I need your address to send this thing out, man. Um. So, yeah, Rygar was definitely a good time. Uh, what did you think of that game when we played it? Dude, I thought Rygar was OK. That's the one with the uh, the man in the cave, right? Uh, yeah, like the uh, the Buddhas in the cave. And it had the weird uh, platforms that we had a hard time figuring out on the tower. I remember this game. I'm looking at pictures of it now. I mean, it was definitely a decent game. Um, I think I think there's a speed run of this. There's probably a speed run of everything, dude. Oh, and it had that like top down overview map part. Yeah, this game had all kinds of stuff going on. 
yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun, I felt. Okay, so uh, my next game, and this one might be like my number two or three, technically. Um, so Splatterhouse, and we yes. played this one uh, in episode 129, and it was on my TurboGrafx Mini. It was actually, I think, the first game that you and I played on the TurboGrafx Mini. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, for a, actually, you know what? This was my number two, because it was I was considering this as like the game of year for us. Like, yeah, this of, until we played it takes last two. week's. Yeah, yeah, this was up there for both of us. So we played two weeks ago. Yeah, this is this episode 163. Um, <laughs> so, stop. Stop referring to what time it is. <laughs> so I'm uh, breaking the fourth wall, if that counts. Uh so yeah, this was game of the year for me for a while. And then of course we played uh, It Takes Two and Splatterhouse went down a little bit on the ladder. Uh, but if you haven't caught that episode, go listen to it after this. Uh, the game itself isn't scary, uh, as you might figure from the cover and the title. Uh, but it does weave you through like these haunting levels of worm creatures and undead, a number of other horror like enemies, fingers, wolves in it too. Uh, you get a chainsaw, I think, which is pretty badass. And then like other cool weapons. And the boss battles that we did were also fairly interesting. I think the house was like the oddest boss battle I've ever participated in. It was super unique. Yeah. So, and what's funny, my notes here say are fairly unique. Uh, and the game itself controlled really well, along with the different weapons. Um, and so, yeah, if you don't have a TurboGrafx Mini, this is one reason that you should buy it. 100% one reason you should buy it. Yeah, Splatterhouse was uh, definitely my number two, was my number one until It Takes Two. Uh, I absolutely love the aesthetics to it. Uh, I think it's a great, fair, fun, uh, spooky-esque Halloween-type game. I mean, this is like way better than a lot of the other horror games that we played this year. We tend to play a lot of horror games because... I well, guess John buys them. I have a lot of horror games, actually. Yeah, and I, I dig the horror genre more and more uh, as I get older and the more I play it. And this is one that, like, from way back, what was it, 1990? Um, I don't remember. It's old. Yeah, I think that they nailed a lot of just the feel that I grew up with in the 90s. And I had a lot of nostalgia for me. Like, I don't know that that this game is really going to be there for everybody. But I definitely think if you're like in your thirties or whatever, or, or older and you go back, especially if you've had any affinity for this game before, I think it really holds up and it's definitely worth going back and revisiting. Yeah. And you know, I would say, cause you had mentioned the other horror games and whatnot that we've played this year. I would say a close second in terms of horror titles we played would probably be haunting grounds or, or, um, eternal darkness that would be probably my second this year so okay uh my next game on here is and i'm probably gonna butcher this valkyrie no densetsu yeah valkyrie no densetsu that was uh, from our double feature episode yeah where we played like a pinball alien game also on the turbografx yeah. 16 mini slash pc engine because you do get pc engine games uh so this is i want to say it's just released in japan uh, but it's on PC Engine, and of course, with the Mini, you get like 30-something Japanese games as well, or just PAL region-based games. Um, so for me, this was like some of those great Zelda games of the past. Uh, it's definitely considered an action RPG, and I, of course, felt that it was good enough to hit my top five. 
Uh, I also felt that the game offered a unique challenge throughout the purchase of the weapons throughout. And in fact, you know, that situation of weapons and, and other pickups that you get, once you open up that shop and then you try to go back in, you can't. So it's like if you don't have enough gold and you enter there and mm-hmm. there's like a really cool item you want, well, good luck because you're not going to get it again. And like that's actually pretty critical uh, when you're playing this title. So that made it pretty challenging for us. Uh, the enemies itself were never really like extremely easy but i know we did find ourselves like really finding a a little bit of a challenge uh with that and we definitely enjoyed the title uh i felt it was graphically very nice um the music on it was top notch as well and it is certainly a title to look back at playing again yeah i thought that this was uh oh well this one's not on my list so i'm not going to talk about it but it was a fun game yeah it was a fun (laughs) game uh well rygar wasn't on your list yeah and you talked about rygar and this okay. next one this next one's not on your list either and you're going to talk about it because i know you like it I, yeah but i this one you were way better than i was at this one this one Gunsmoke. yeah okay well uh, i think i mentioned with valkyrie was on that was episode 131 if i didn't mention it that that's what it was on um and the other game though was Gunsmoke on the nes and this was on episode 139 i thought the game was phenomenal it's a vertical scrolling running gun uh, where you play as pretty much a cowboy, sometimes on a horse. You walk through various levels, you collect various guns, you have the various enhancements, all on your way to a boss battle. And so I really did feel that this game offered a pretty good challenge, and ultimately it was worth plugging on the list. I want to say you and I got to like episode, or in that episode, we got to like level two or three on this one, maybe even further. And I just know it was a good time, man. We played this one on, uh, actually on my actual NES. Because I didn't have the Retron 5 at that point, I believe. Mm. Where did this one rank for you outside of, you know, obviously it's not on your top five, but where did it rank for you in general? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of uh, looked past it. Uh, I remember a little bit of it, but I'm pretty sure that I wasn't very good at it and that you were way better. So I, I don't know. I don't think I have very fond memories. And then I just kind of realized something as we come to the end of John's list. Uh, I do have numbered one through five, but I skipped three somehow. (laughs) I'm noticing that too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's no better in my notebook. My notebook also has just those four. How the hell did you go? One, two, skip and five. I see the one that I missed. Okay, here. So let me... Uh, let me add this in here. You don't have to add it in, dude. You got it right in okay. front of you. So anyways, uh, we already talked about X takes two. We already talked about Splatterhouse. Uh, number three for me is going to be Evil Dead Regeneration. Uh, we played this on episode 133. Uh, this was just like a really good callback to like, again, good nostalgia. Like I played so many games that were like, you know, structured like this and kind of looked like this back in the day and had like that 90s 2000s vibe to it xbox games xbox games yeah just that whole xbox thing in general um i don't know why i said 90s (laughs) that was the other thing it's like it definitely wasn't 90s no it's definitely definitely not definitely definitely 2000s yeah 3d graphics and everything uh but 3d and on the 64 yeah, we love this game, though. Uh, we both did. I, I went back and listened to a little bit to just kind of refresh myself. 
Yeah. And um, this one stood out to me. Uh, next up, another one that we both had a lot of fun with. Well, hold on, and hold on, hold I, on. As, as far as Evil oh. Dead, I, I got to make my commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't... God, Ryan, you jump all over my commentary, and I got to jump on yours. I'm flustered from my mistake. <laughs> yeah, I would be, too. It's a big mistake. Uh, you should probably type it in right now while I talk. Uh, so yeah, keep talking. Yeah, so Evil Dead Regeneration, I thought it had that really good campy vibe going for it. And, um, you know, with... With the various like animations of grabbing the enemies, throwing them up in the air, shooting them with the shotgun, blowing them into pieces like it was just all really cool in general. And there was a lot of humor tied to that game as well. So I think it was one that I'd be willing to pick back up down the road later, you know, later on down the road. OK, yeah. that gave you time to to go all ahead right. and plug in your number five, which, by the uh, way, would have been on my list, too. Yeah. Number four, uh, I'm going with uh, John's Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet that he got. Uh, I think that, I mean, it's a great little cabinet and who doesn't love some Mortal Kombat 2? I mean, there's not a lot really extra to say. I feel like we talked about Mortal Kombat a lot this year, especially. Uh, did we do our interview? Was that this year? Yeah, actually, we had a really good interview of Paul Niemeyer, mm -hmm. um, who was the uh, original artist for the Mortal Kombat logo. And so that was a lot of fun having Paul on. And he has actually done the artwork for a number of games through premium edition games. So if you pick up like Super Blood Hockey, I want to say Demon's Tear is one of them. And I think it was all of their... Uh, that whole season one yeah. or two. Yeah, they're like first release, series one. Their series mm -hmm. one release was Paul Niemeyer artwork. Uh, so it's actually really badass uh, that they were able to collaborate with him and have him, uh, you know, do that artwork for him. Yeah, but... Mortal Kombat 2, legendary game. You already know that that's a good one. I mean, I have a preference for uh, 3 Ultimate or Ultimate 3, however you want to say it. And so, I mean, was it just a cabinet in general that hits your top three or, or top five? Or was it like Mortal Kombat 2 specifically on that cabinet? Uh, I think it just as a whole experience. Gotcha. You know, like a lot of the times my favorite things that we do are things that are more novel to me. Uh, sometimes like the best experiences are going back and playing things that we actually know and really like but a lot of the times i like to lean into things that are you know new experiences and i think number five uh episode 123 mutant league football uh, neither one? of us uh the uh ps4 or sega genesis the genesis one you like the genesis one over number on the ps4 yeah you like oh. the ps4 one more yeah definitely interesting so what what about the genesis did you prefer over four ps4 uh give me just a second here ryan 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 sorry sorry so I, it's um again i really like a, a lot of the artwork that was going on in that one i thought that the cover art is outstanding i think i gave remember giving this one like the box art of recommendation um but it really reminded me of there was a tv show for this and i remember doing some research looking that up when we played this uh so i had kind of a connection back to it and i remembered some of the like the character archetypes and the like the different like you got the skeletons and the demons and all the different on your team as opposed to like in a lot of franchises where you'd expect to see just like oh, this whole team is just this one thing. But it's like really like uh, 
a decent mix of like i mean basically like straight ripoffs of like the xenomorphs versus um skeletons zombies ghosts all kinds of stuff i i thought it was fun you know i think you like the genesis version better because if i recall you kicked my ass in that game i i believe you destroyed me at the ps4 one though yeah or vice versa it was like one of the other two but i just know i preferred the ps4 version of it uh specifically because of the humor that was tied to that mm-hmm. uh every time something happened there was like some the commentators uh, for the game itself. It was just funny. It kind of reminded me of uh, when we played Celebrity Deathmatch on the PlayStation 2 and mm-hmm. you had that old, you know, Celebrity Deathmatch MTV uh, commentary going on. The two guys, I forget their names, um, but it felt like that. Yeah, and I think that's what really resonated with me the most with that game. OK, so that was our top five. Now let's uh, get into our the bottom five, the worst of the year for inflation deflations where there Um, have been champions this year there have also been games that have been sorely disappointing uh not everything on the list is trash um it's just not for us let us know what you think is trash um so i of course do have a uh bottom five as i noted here and We'll start out with the worst of the worst on here, which is Simpson skateboarding universally, universally on episode 150. So here's my quick review for all of you before you go back to listen to episode 150. Uh, Terrible controls, terrible level design, terrible animations, terrible moves, and overall the worst game that we played in 2021. And when you hear the rest of it in episode 150, there's no way you can argue. And you're not going to be able to argue with it in regards to the bottom five list that I have here as well. So as a huge Simpsons fan who just finished episode 20 of season 32, (laughs) I was very disappointed with this game. And honestly, dude, I thought Simpsons wrestling was better than this game. And Simpsons wrestling is bad. Yeah, at least we had fun with it, though. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I just heard I heard your dog whining in the background. Um yeah, I, I would agree with you. Simpsons wrestling with uh, what's his face? Willie. Uh, Willie. Yeah, Willie. And you just like destroyed me of Willie. So any comments on that one? I mean, I just remember this being stiff and disappointing. And it was like this game was like Butterfinger BBs. Like it's just something uh that you're never going to be able to get what you want from it because it doesn't exist like a good simpsons skateboarding game just it it seems like the perfect thing like they should have put money and time into this because it could have been like a good thing like other than tony hawk like trying to get into skateboarding with a gimmick this would have been a great gimmick and a great cast to do all kinds of stuff like i could see every different Simpsons person having like a really unique special move and stuff, but they just didn't go for it in a, in a way that paid off. And it was just a huge disappointment. What I want to understand and all of our listeners probably as well. Why do you got to bring in Butterfinger BBs and put them on here at this terrible game? (laughs) Because they're delicious, but you're never going to be able to get them. Like this could have been delicious like that, but it's just, it's gone. It's a waste of potential. 
<laughs> that's a good point dude butterfinger babies were the bomb they're the best i was just talking about them earlier this week and every time i see bart i remember butterfinger babies oh my god so good okay that and god for me lemon heads for sure oh, I think they, they still, still have lemon heads. yeah they do i know i know but it's it's hard to find them unless you're at like a really weird gas station okay uh the next one i have is uh umehara kawase fresh on episode 124 the more I looked back at this game, the more I realized I just did not like it. Uh, in the long run, compared to other middle of a road titles we played, this just wasn't it. And yes, it has platforming, and that's what I'm always looking for in games because I love platformers. But this game was just not put together that well at all. The levels felt clunky, uh, and it felt like I was playing a very bad version of Little Big Planet with the hook thing that you use. I just didn't like it. It just wasn't that good. All right. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. um it being all right, but I mean this wasn't even like some game that I think I'd ever even heard of uh before that day. Yeah, I mean I saw it randomly on Amazon. It had decent reviews and ever since I bought it, those reviews have become decent to poor reviews. So, yeah, don't listen to early reviews, folks. All right, next is uh, Ketchup Mustard Klansman, otherwise known as Plock. Yeah. This was uh, episode 136. And, you know, I can't remember, but what I do remember in this game was not so great. The level design, the enemies were okay. Uh, It just wasn't anything really to write home about. And what it kind of gave me this vibe of was like this it wants to be Sonic and it wants to be Mario all in cool spot. And that's really how it felt for me. I just, it, it wasn't there, man. Like you had the, the weird star powers and you had like these tiki things that would like shoot things at you. And it was just poor level design in general. Like I remember we were jumping on one area and we just kept falling and it was like no end. And when we finally hit it, it was like, how do we get back up top? Like it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good game. And I would have to say, go back to here, episode 136. There was a lot of humor in that episode for sure, because we just were not having of this one. And it's clearly a bottom five title for me. Um, Next. Yeah, I um, I don't know, man. I kind of blocked out Plock, I guess. I, I don't remember very much of it. I remember he's like real goofy looking. Yeah, he's a ketchup mustard clansman. Yeah, I remember all that. I just and he collects socks and other articles of clothing for flags. See, like I didn't even remember that. Yeah, it, 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 this game is just such something that I. That's how bad it was. It might as well not even exist. It's on your list, right? Yeah, because I saw it on yours, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was bad." <laughs> so I think we put that it was like okay is what we put for our review but it's again like once you start playing more titles throughout the year you start recognizing the ones that really were the worst ones that you played and this is one of them dude i feel um, like plock might be like one of the the biggest games on this list <laughs> <laughs> actually you're probably right uh but not as big as blues clues and his big musical this is blasphemous you can't have this on the list this was a fantastic game this was almost on my top five uh, so here's the thing. It, it was on episode 143, and this would have made my top five, but you loved it too much. So it had to, like, I was so disappointed. So honestly, it's not, like you said, it's not a terrible game when you put it into the context of being an edutainment game for kids. 
but the game itself actually does have some difficult areas where kids might get frustrated. And so as an adult, having to walk your child through this game, it's not going to be worth it. I just, I'm not Dude, a blues, blues fan. As a parent, you're going to stand a way better chance helping your kid. Like you should be able to, as an adult to help your kid with this game. You should. But like as a kid, when I went to my uncle and I was like, why is my Charizard not good against the Chio dude? Like, he had no idea. He we'll had see, no, like, he stood no chance of answering that question. The reason I say that it's got some barriers and difficult for kids and that you have to help them out. The downside of that is then you have to play blues clues. And I, just uh, which I it. think is not a punishment. This is not Mrs. Spider's tea party. That was bad. That uh, was just that, bad. That was 2019, I think, or 2018. Uh, so this game is probably one that's, best played with your child of course for an adult it's definitely not worth helping blue find his way to his friends for some big musical with like a triangle and some other crap that he's doing in buckets and whatnot um but my next game that i have here is crusty super fun house which was not a very fun house uh in fact it's a rat infested house and uh this was on episode 149 uh given how long this game is it might be worth playing it to like kill some time but as far as the like financial aspect of it it's not worth it at all and then this is also just a reskin of a game called Rat Trap. So what you're really getting is Rat Trap, but with Krusty the Clown and poor level design, of course. And, uh, you know, the one funny thing, Ryan, about this game is when we started playing it, most times like we'll kind of read. Well, not most times now moving forward, we typically read like the wiki and get a pretty good understanding of some of the background so we could talk more about the title in regard to um you know it's history versus like just our thoughts and so this game when we were playing we we're like yeah this is totally a reskin of something else like there's no way that this was originally supposed to be Krusty's super fun house and of course it was and uh we knew that right off the bat so i would say that you know if you're in the market for like puzzle type games this probably isn't the best one it gets super repetitive uh all you're really doing is moving these puzzles into like an extermination zone and overall, it's just, in my opinion, not worth the cost. Yeah. Uh, so I'm right there with you on the Krusty Super Fun House. Uh, so that's most of my list there again, too. Uh, the next two that I'll throw on to add on here. Um, honestly, you know, there's probably games that I didn't like, you know, more than these. Uh, but I'm just going to throw these on the list here because they're easy for me to have reasons why uh next up is going to be episode 140 gek 64 enter the gecko i just i was expecting to like this game more and i just really didn't and i found the the voice acting not it was more grating than enjoyable and outdated it just i don't know the the experience wasn't there that I was expecting. I remembered playing like a Gex on a PS one that I rented from blockbuster way back in the day. And I just didn't get anything from this. So it's, it's easy for me to just be like, if you, if you never really played it, there's no reason for you to go back here. You're not, you're not gaining anything from visiting this. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of a Gex titles to begin with. And while this was kind of fun at first, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't that great. You know, I agree with you. It just, 
it was honestly one of the games that I was considering adding to my bottom five, but I just felt that the other ones were much worse. Yeah, there's probably, like I said, there's probably worse stuff. It's not a bad game. It's just, it's one of those things where, you know, like this whole year, you thought, hey, this is going to be great, just like old times. And then it's just like, nope, the same crap as last week. And the humor in it is so dated. That's the best part about it. Like as you're playing it, because yeah. the humor that's used in this title. If you don't is... know the references, there's literally nothing in this game for you. Exactly. And that's kind of the worst part. Like some of the references, you laughed at a few of them. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it, Ryan. Because <laughs> like I totally didn't get the reference. Um, I don't think you had mentioned it, but your your other three were Simpsons. Simpsons, Krusty's and Plock. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's then... why I'm on number four. And now you're number five. Uh, lastly on here is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, this isn't a bad game. It's just, it's not a full price game. Like this is not a game that I would spend full price money on. This is a game that I played, uh, with my trial on Apple Arcade. And that's about as much time as I really wanted to spend with it. I didn't think that it's really worth the price tag. Uh, I think it's a decent mobile game. I, if you really like the visuals and the music, then I'm all for you loving this game. It's just not for me. Yeah, this was actually going to be on, actually this was on my bottom five. And as I was going through, because what I was doing was like pulling titles as I was going through like episode 113 to last week or two weeks ago. And uh i think i replaced this one with uh crusty super fun house was what i replaced this one with yeah easy so, choice yeah. yeah for sure and i'm right there with you i mean this makes for a better mobile game it's totally not worth the full price i bought it on the switch which is probably the best console i could have bought it for uh over you know ps4 and xbox um god i keep thinking series x but xbox one so I don't even know if it's on Xbox One. I know it's on PS4. <clears throat> but yeah, right the way you do. It's totally not worth it. Uh, and let's see. In terms of games that uh, we beat this year. Wait, wait, so, wait. Let us know what your best and worst games uh, from Inflation Deflation were this year. They didn't get to play them, but they got to listen to us and hear our frustration and anger. I, I don't know. Maybe some people played some of these. Maybe some people were like, That's you know true. what? Ryan we'll gave a raving review of Blue's Clues Big Musical. I got to <laughs> check this out. I wonder if anybody like listen and actually bought Blue's Clues. If you did, let us know. <laughs> if you did, let us know. And if that other guy doesn't get back to us about the book, we'll give it to you. There you go. Yeah, he needs to listen to this episode. We need proof book. of the purchase of Blue's Clues, though. Yes. And like a thumbs up and everything. Yeah, like you holding it in today's newspaper or smiling or something. Yeah, or write your name on it with something <laughs> and the date. Yeah, that'll work too. Uh, but receipt is necessary for purchase. Um, okay, so uh, games that we beat in 2021. My list is super short, actually. But <clears throat> there is no particular order in regard to when I beat these. Uh, but my list was God of War, Jade Cocoon, Biomutant, which is probably the worst game I played. Uh, Conquers, Two the Moon, Super Blood Hockey, Forgotten Anne, Kill Zone Three, and Ori in the Blind Forest. So my game of year for 2021, out of all those games that I played, 
is Ori in the Blind Forest. Is that shocking news to you, Ryan? Uh, no, I mean, everybody loves Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, but the fact that God of War was also on my list this year of games completed. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You're such a, a junkie for platformers, though, and that's supposed to be like one of the best modern platformers. So it it really doesn't surprise me too much. I mean, God of War is absolutely fantastic, uh, but I just I see Ori being up your alley in that way. Nice. So, yeah, I had a great time playing this game, played it with my wife. And as you said, I'm a sucker for platformers, and this game was everything that I needed uh, in a platformer, amazing soundtrack, amazing artistry behind the level designs uh, and character design. There were times where the game was challenging, but it wasn't anything that, you know, we couldn't figure out. And then overall, the game is just 100% buying. In fact, it's been on clearance at Walmart on the Switch. So if you haven't picked this game up yet, you totally should pick this game up. Maybe I should pick it up. All right, Ryan, the games that you played and beat, I assume, which is very few and far between. Yeah, I mean, I was going through like week by week. And I think that like once I once I got the Xbox, like finishing games became, you know, not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're like, it just feeds my ability to not beat video games. So uh, games I did beat. I'm counting Hades because I made it to the surface. I know that you can keep on keeping on to make it to the surface and push it to be harder. Let's get realistic, people. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I beat uh, Metroid Dread. Great new Metroid game. Uh, I will soon to beat Mario Odyssey. Unless he has beat it in last week's episode, which when you listen to this week's episode, you'll be totally confused. Uh, Yeah, I have a feeling you're not going to find out if I beat this until we talk about next year's inflation deflation next year. Yeah, or you mean our? Uh, I'm going to keep it secret. Resolutions. Yeah, our yeah. new games resolutions. And uh, the plan right now is to have Barry of Premium Edition Games and the Nintendo Fuse podcast. He's coming on as a guest of Nintendo Fuse. Cool. Um, so got to confirm with him. But that would be our first episode in uh, 2022. So got to catch up with him. Make sure. And then uh, my game of the year, uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. I love this game. Uh, It reminded me so much of everything that I loved about Resident Evil 4 uh, while carrying on the new legacy of Resident Evil 7. Um, I've been a huge fan of Resident Evil uh, more so sometimes than I think. Like I've I've seen all those garbage movies. I'm going to see the new garbage movies. Uh, You know, I haven't gone back and played all the old games, but, you know, that is definitely something that. I've been thinking of lately, maybe maybe some of those old games that I really need to play. I see a winky face in your notes, so I'm thinking this is a hint <laughs> for next week's episode. If you need to borrow the older titles, I do have the like remastered versions of I think it's one and two on the PS4. I have so. I have two. I don't have one. Well, I mean, the remastered, not the remakes. So oh yeah like they basically took no the if game. i was gonna if i was gonna play it i would play the gamecube version yeah, of no, re1 I mean, no what i'm saying is it's the same version it's just on ps4 it's the re version for gamecube and on ps4 oh but i'll i would want to play on gamecube do you even own a gamecube 
you've got like six. Okay, true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that being said, I had no doubt that Resident, Resident Evil 8 would be your game of the year. And Mario, I know, is not going to be able to touch up a 10-foot pole. No, no. And it's not Mario's fault. Mario no. could definitely jump a 10-foot pole. I think I've seen it. I think I've made him do it. Ryan just likes, you know, voluptuous vampire ladies that are 10 feet tall with Dude, claws. who doesn't? <laughs> the internet sure does. Well, uh, this has definitely been a fun episode. I didn't realize we were going to go this long on our, uh, on our hey, talk. There was a lot to talk about this year. Yeah, there definitely was. Uh, and that's that we didn't talk any news. Like last year, we totally had some news chalked in on this too. So uh, kudos to us to be able to get an entire episode of just chit-chatting video games, right? And this is a first, kind of. It's, it's, all, it's always every week. Just video games, though, not video game news. Uh, well, the next episode you hear from us is going to be in 2022. Because, well, Ryan, as I, I noted like five times, eight times before, this is episode 163, not 162. Uh, so they will hear from us next week. Hopefully we have Barry. Uh, so we'll confirm with him. And it'll be January 3rd, I think, when the episode comes out the following yeah. week. Everybody have a safe and happy New Year's. I agree. Enjoy the holidays and uh, or what is remaining of the holidays. And we will see you soon. So. This has been episode 163 of the Game of Players podcast. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.